Okay, so we pick up where we left off last week as far as Perak Sadi Zain is concerned. This is the third paragraph of the ones that we say by uh, by Kabbalah Shabbos as it's preparing us for the uh, for the future Gula. And uh, hopefully, I mean, we are inevitably, but hopefully we're getting in very tangible and measurable ways closer and closer to that point. So we will... Uh, you know, we will we will be there and ready to understand the nuances of the songs which are going to be sung at the at that time. So let me pull the text up for us over here. Okay. Um, sorry, wrong page. So where we left off, it scrolls. It didn't appear on your screen yet, did it? No, it just says you're starting to share your screen. I think we got a new internet, and I think it's it's slow. Good thing. Oh, that now it should be there. It's up now. Okay. So we are we're we're picking it up over here, towards right over here with the highlighted part. So we're talking about when Hakadosh Baruch obviously is going to uh, is going to demonstrate uh, his malchus, his uh, his kingdom to uh, to everybody else. And we are talking about how there's going to be a judgment which is going to take place at, at that time. All of the idolaters are going to be embarrassed and humiliated, as we're going to see now, when they are proven to have been wrong all of this time. And it's something which is going to really uh, be, be in their face, as far as that is concerned. So where we pick it up over here, I think it's Pasuk um, Zion. So Pasuk Zion, we say, that those who worship idols, carved idols, so they are going to be humiliated. Those who until now had been uh, taking pride in their idols. And those who bow down before all... Uh, uh, they will bow down to him, meaning HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kol Elohim, all of the different uh, gods or all of the different powers which, which exist. So the humility over here is the fact that until God reveals himself, so everybody was under the impression that it was their gods which were able to affect the reign and success and all of the things which they wanted out of the world. They all thought that that was coming from their gods. And now, when Akash Baruch Hu is going to judge them, so everybody is going to come to the realization, the, world, the nations of the world are going to come to the realization that their gods were meaningless and empty. Don't look behind the curtain. Ignore the man behind uh, the curtain. So they're going to come to that, uh, that realization. And, um, and instead, so the, uh, the uh, constellations are going to bow down to God, and they're going to recognize that it was a Kaddish Baruch who went ahead and he uh, and he made them. And the Malbim explains. The Malbim explains that Ratzalomar. Uh, in other words, Ben Ovde Pesel. That though whether we're talking about those who worship idols, Bechashram Shaidea Pesel Yoridu Alem Ruchnius because they thought that the idol was going to be able to bring a spiritual energy energy to their existence. Whether it's one of the stars which are there, 
or any one of the other forces in uh, in the heavens, or whether or not we're talking about those people who take pride in various perceptions of God, false gods, where they, they think that wherever their, their land of dwelling, wherever they dwell is, and it was the providence of one of these false idols, these false gods, which was able to generate energy, to generate energy as, as a force, uh, in the, their greatness and their success, or honor and their success. And now they're going to realize all those people who worship the sun and the moon and the stars and all of that, they're going to come to the realization, they're going to see now that the sun and the moon and the stars all worship Hashem. So they thought that they were worshiping the sun and the moon because those were the sources of power in this world. And they're going to see now that the sun and the moon actually worship Hashem. That all of the powers that exist, all of the laws of science which exist, ultimately they are subject to God, they are sub- subservient to God. And Makirim, and everybody will recognize, that Baruch Hu is the one who is going to guide things according to his will, according to the way he wants it. And therefore we're going to say in the next Pasuk, that Shamatzion Vitagelna Shamat Vitisvach Zion, so Zion will hear and will rejoice. Vitagelna Benos Yehuda, the daughters of Yehuda also are going to similar word for rejoice. We'll see the difference between them in a moment. Lemamishpatech Hashem, as a result of the uh, the judgment which Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to impose on them. In other words. That the Mitzvah David says that when the residents of Tzion hear that Kadosh Baruch Hu is taking revenge against the uh, the enemies, so that's going to be a that's going to be a cause of joy, and also the sounds which they're going to hear is that that when the when Klal hears how the nations are being judged and they're being punished, they're being punished for what they do, so. Klai Yisrael is going to hear and they're going to rejoice because they realize that that all of this is being done to judge the nations of the world. And here's a, here's a Radak, which is very significant. Actually, we, we could read that inside, although it's a smaller print. But it's something which is, hopefully we'll, we'll see its relevance uh, in our time soon. That we say, the reason why the Yisrael, pick it up from in the footnote over here, the Yisrael Yishmu V'Yismuchu Klai Yisrael will hear and will rejoice. Ki yedu, because they will know. Ki avnei barad va'esh yordim lemishvat harishayim. That the the fiery hail in the the fire which is coming down from heaven, so that is coming as a judgment against the wicked. Who are the wicked that we're discuss that we're discussing over here? Vehema umos haneesafim al yushalayim liyachim. So these are the nations which are. Converging on Yushalayim to do battle, and Sion, and we mentioned Sion, Kihu Rosh Mamlechas Israel. And Sion is mentioned specifically because this is the, let's say, the capital of uh, of the Jewish people. 
So when the nations converge, so ultimately as they do so, so this is going to be, we're going to see the judgment of them or judgment upon them at that time. And that is going to be a source of, uh, of rejoicing, a source of happiness as we see them getting judged. And now the Malbim explains, um, Although HaKadosh Baruch Hu's interaction with Sion is something which is above and higher than everything else which is mentioned over here, Shehi Hanhagas, which is the behavior, which is through the powers of Tava. So most of the world experiences God through nature, but Sion is above that. That Tzion and Yishalayim are going to be, they're going to uh, uh, experience God's presence in a miraculous way. Not through a teva, not through a natural way, but it's going to be miraculous. And it's going to be a personal, direct, divine providence. Which is going to undermine or override all of the laws of nature. So Yishalayim is going to experience this amazing thing at that time. Kamosh Yisbar, like we'll explain. But nonetheless, But when we hear that HaKash Baruch Hu, how he's interacting with the nations of the world, and he's he's uh, conducting himself uh, with, uh, uh, with, with the judgment, so Tzion is going to rejoice upon the arrival of that, uh, that judgment. Why is that so? So we explain. The next pastor goes on to say, Because you, Hashem, are exalted above all of the rest of the, uh, the world, the inhabitants of the world. Ma'od na'alesa. You have been, uh, you're greatly exalted, al kol Elohim, above all of the other, uh, all of the other gods. And this is going to happen when there's a recognition of the exalted one of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, in a way which is beyond anything which is uh, which, which we could measure. Meaning, explains the Malbim. Uh, let me just read it. Yeah, because uh, the Bible explains that through your judgments, so there's two things which are going to happen. They are that there's going to be a recognition that God is exalted over the entire earth. Meaning that the entire world is going to recognize God's place, God's role in God's influence in God's uh, control over everything. And then base number two is Kimaod Naalesa al Kolaluhim. That you are um, you are greatly exalted above all the other gods. In other words, that those forces which had been perceived as having their own independence and their own power, so now we're going to find out there's going to be a recognition and an understanding. That whatever the sun and the moon and the stars were able to do, it's because they didn't have a choice. That was part of what they were wired, or that's what the code said. That's what the program said they have to do. Who built a yodim, 
and they are making no choices whatsoever as far as what they are doing. And then we continue that Hashem Sinura, that those who love Hashem, they hate evil. Shomer Nafshos Chasidav, and he preserves the soul of the righteous ones, those who are pious and connected to him. And Miyan Rishayim and he saves them from the hands of the wicked. So why are we here? We talk about the uh, the uh, the David says that at the time of this uh, redemption, so that we are going to be able to those who love Hashem are going to be able to despise evil, and we don't have to be afraid of them anymore because specifically because get that off the you know. Um, specifically because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be the Shomer Nafshos Chasidov. So we are going to be able to speak out against the evil which exists at the time of the Gula, at the time of the redemption, specifically because we now have the confidence that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be Shomer, he's going to guard the Nafashos, the lives of those who are, uh, who, are, who are pious, and he's going to save us from, the, uh, fr- from their hands. We have a Shem Yatsilem. Meaning that that there's going to be no doubt whatsoever in terms of the Hashkacha Pratis, the Radak says, and everybody is going to see that Kashbarhu is the one who is going to be able to provide safety and security, and ultimately it is all coming from Hakarishbarhu's hands. And that is so here the Malbim explains very powerfully. He says, Achar. After we've explained how this general hashkacha, the general way which by which Hakadosh Baruch Hu interacts in the world through the mechanism or the route of science, Meshiv Panov El Yisrael So then Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to turn. To Klal Yisrael and Klal Yisrael Sadikim. So after the judgment of the nations, then Akash Baruch Hu turns back to Klal Yisrael. Vomer and says, Atem Ove Hashem Sinura. Those of you who love God, meaning Himself, so they are going to hate uh, evil. They're going to be able to despise evil. He avas Hashem. He avas Hatov Hamuchlat, because love of God is the love of goodness. It's a love of all things which are which which are good, the absolute good. Because any trait which we ascribe to God by its very definition is going to be to the highest level which is uh, possible. And the root of uh, and the, the root of in goodness is all rooted in God. Because now we're going to realize that Klai Yisrael is not subject to science, it's not subject to the rules that the rest of the universe is subject to. And the reason why we don't have to be afraid and we're, we can be confident of Kodesh Baruch Hu's protection is because with this individual hashkacha, this individual divine providence, we're going to be able to see how Kodesh Baruch Hu watches over the neshamas of his righteous one, his pious ones, and he's going to save us from the Rishayim, no matter what they conspire to do, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to take care. Being that our souls are connected to God, they're derived from God, 
they're a chilek of God, they're a portion of God, whatever exactly that means. So we have a connection and a love which exists in, within the relationship between us, Kla Yisrael, and Akash Baruch Hu. So there's a love and a connection which is reminiscent of a parent to a child. And being that we are Hashem's children, so that's how we can be confident that He's going to be the one who's going to protect us and make sure that we're not harmed. And that's going to be true not only on a cloliastical level, not only on a metal level, but even on a micro level, that each soul is going to be carefully watched and guarded by God. And as a result of that, even the individual protection, so that's why the hands of the Rishayim, HaKash Baruch Hu, is ultimately going to save us from the hands of the Rishayim because of that love that we're going to be able, that we're going to experience. And therefore, the extension of that is that there's going to be he, uh, Baruch Hu is going to plant a a light for the tzaddikim, for the righteous, and meaning that that uh, that there's the the planting of uh, the righteousness is something which happens in this world, but the harvesting of that, meaning the reward or the benefit of that, is something which is going to be experienced in the next world. That's what the Radak says, and. He also says the Mitzudas David says that the nature of planting uh, for all the uh, the farmers or the uh, those who tend to uh, to gardens, uh, Mel will probably testify. So you put a few seeds in the ground, and those few seeds which you put in the ground produces more fruit than seeds. So as a result of that, so that's also part of that. It's a it's a it's I don't want to say it's compounding, but you get much more in terms of what what grows than what you planted. So in the same way, Akash Baruch Hu is going to take light and he's going to plant it away. The reward, the, the heavenly light, is going to be planted for the tzaddikim. And the Yishrei those who are upright in their heart, they're going to experience joy. And the Malbim explains, the Malbim in his commentary on words, he says that tzaddik is the person who, who overcomes his Yetzahara. He has temptations or he's drawn towards particular behaviors or particular actions. A tzaddik is somebody who's able to resist that temptation and not do something which you're not supposed to do. So as long as I continue to resist the temptation of the double bacon cheeseburger, so you could call me a tzaddik. And then the yasher lev and the one who is going to be of upright, upright in their heart. So this is a person who, by his very nature, by his or her very nature, they're drawn towards goodness. And that's a person he's going to experience simcha. The Yishrei Lev are going to experience the simcha because they don't have any inner conflict. So they're going to be able to just enjoy what's going on because they're not uh, struggling with what they have, as opposed to the tzaddik. The tzaddik isn't necessarily going to... uh, experience a simcha, but he is going to be able to reap a tremendous amount of benefit for all of the efforts in terms of that internal battle. And the Malbim explains, he says, Shenimsa, it will turn out, this is in the tzaddik, that there is a light which is uh, planted for the tzaddik. Shenimsa zaruabam or heloki. It will emerge that within the tzaddikim, there is a heavenly light which is planted inside of them. 
It's like you planted seed, but not in our souls. Provided that, and again, Mel will tell us all about it, provided that you carefully tend it to your garden. If you just throw the seeds into the ground and walk away and hope that in a few months you're going to have something, so you're not necessarily going to have something. It's something which requires very delicate care and love and, uh, and, and attention and work in order... <laughs> in order, don't don't burst my bubble now. Uh, in order to go ahead and to make it uh, work, so in the same way that this is something which is going to be planted, which it needs attention. Because somebody who carefully guards his soul and does the work in order to cultivate the goodness of his soul, so the light which is planted is going to increase, will grow. The Yifra Adia or Shivasaim to the point where it's the, the light is going to be seven times what you originally planted. So it's going to be incredibly, incredibly productive. You know, seven, a 700% return on your investment is a pretty good return, I think, uh, on, on all accounts. And then finally, we say, Simchut Sadikim Bahashem, that the Sadikim will rejoice in Hashem, and they're going to give thanks. To Hashem's holy name. And the Malbim explains that that the uh, the tzaddikim are going to rejoice in Hashem. Uh, they are so because as we said, the simcha that the tzaddikim are going to, they're going to find joy in the fact that they were able to go ahead and create this connection, that's the dveikus, and experience love with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And as a result of that love and that connection, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to perform all sorts of miracles. Binyan Kodesh Nal'alateva. In the sense that sanctity, that those things which are sacred, so they are going to be able to rise even above nature. So that's the nature of Kedusha, just like a person was able to overcome the tendencies and the, the, the temptation of this world. So if a person can overcome their nature to be drawn towards physical pleasures and physical pursuits, so in, in reward for that, in a sense, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to treat us beyond nature, and he's going to treat us in this elevated manner. V'atem, and you, those of you who experience, those that Tadikim who experience that, so you're going to give thanks to Hashem's holy name. In other words, our thanks is not nature. We're not going to give thanks for the for nature in the the laws of science and whatnot, and how those things exist. That's not going to be the source of our thanks. That's not going to be the topic of our, our, our of our thanks, the subject of our thanks. But rather. Well, our folk, our thanks is going to be an expression of those miracles which we experience, which go above nature. So those personalized experiences we have, so that ultimately is going to be the reward, that's going to be the source of the thanks which we're going to give at that time when Akash Baruch Hu re- uh, reveals himself. Okay, so that is the end of... Um, Saudi Zion. Oh, now I'm going to.